I feel like my left is my best, better side. Like visually? Visually, yeah. So, so you think on the right, you're getting, you're getting the, mo- the best Edwin you possibly can. <laughs> consider yourself lucky. I always consider myself lucky when I'm with you, Edwin. Oh. So what has happened since the last three weeks or four weeks? Well, the elephant in the room, the orange elephant in the room is... <laughs> the orange and cotton candy haired elephant <laughs> yes. in the room. Donald Trump is president-elect. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how we need to treat this on this show. Since this show discusses relevant and irrelevant cultural topics, as someone so aptly put it on Twitter, it feels a little disingenuous just to gloss over. Right. But at the same time, it is a subject that has been beaten to death by the media and by proper pundits. I also feel like I am still processing this. Like, I don't really have much else to add. I'm in the same vein. Um, I feel like I still need to process. I think we can say we are both fairly lefty liberals and we're pretty shocked at what happened last Thursday. Very shocked. I, I sort of expected to go to sleep. Yeah, how was your election night? What happened? So I expected to go to sleep um, and wake up to very good news because I think the general sentiment around the morning and the day is that this is going to be a landslide victory. Yep. Everything was pointing towards Hillary winning. How closely um, were you following the news kind of prior? Uh, I, I didn't actually start watching it until about um, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, but I mean the 10, like the predictions and like in the week or so Just leading up to whatever it. whatever was sort of bubbling up oh, in okay, my right. feeds and stuff. I wasn't really making a point to look into it, um, mainly because all the news up up until then has been very had been very depressing. And afterwards too. <laughs> right. It was only around ten o'clock that I realized, oh, this might not actually be going the way that we intended it to be going, or the way people intended it to be going, and started feeling like impending doom uh, for the rest of the evening. And, you know, just remember going to bed in a very, very, oh shit, what's going to happen next mood. How do you treat your kids? Like, do the kids, are your kids probably too young to really grasp what's going on, right? Yeah, I feel like they're too young. I don't think it really matters to them who the president is. What I was more concerned was how other people would react to us as a Asian family that's living in a predominantly white neighborhood. How to prepare myself and the way that I would behave if someone started attacking me verbally. Yeah. Right? And that was very concerning to me. So depressing that you even have to think about that. Right. <laughs> In 2016. But I know, like, especially after Brexit. Yeah. Pe- like the day yeah. after people were already getting comments of, you know, leaving, you should leave the country and all that stuff. Friend of mine or someone new in school, she posted on Facebook. She had a bag that had some Hebrew lettering on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that just meant good luck or something. I can't remember exactly where she picked it up, but she just liked this bag. And yeah, she got, um, she got yelled at on a bus just because she had That's some Hebrew letters on a tote bag. That's just staggering. Absolutely ridiculous. I wonder if you had a bag that had the, you know, the yoga om symbol. <laughs> I wonder if you'd get shouted at for that. Right. So yeah, my election night experience, I guess similar. I had actually flown back from mm. the Philippines that day. So I'd spent 25 hours in transit. Oh, right. I landed at you know, midday. I, don't, cause I wasn't really following the news. Like I think as I've talked about previously on this show, I've deliberately avoided following the news mm-hmm. too closely. 
Yeah, so I've landed midday, got home, went to sleep, had a nap, obviously, obviously. as I was going to do. Obviously. I'm surprised you <laughs> yeah. didn't get like two naps or three since you're on the plane. Right. Have you heard any news at this point? No. Like what had happened? No. So this was in the afternoon of Thursday. Election so like, day. So yeah, so this was during, this is the voting okay. was happening. Yep. Decided to go to bed at like nine because, you know, obviously my body clock is completely fucked and mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea what's going on. So go to the Google election page. Which was great. I don't know if you looked at the Google election page. I did not. I actually probably looked at the two worst signals um, during that night, which was the CNN page <laughs> right, and the New York Times page, which had that anxiety driving oh, jitter meter. jitter thing. I heard people talking about it. I didn't actually yeah. see it. No, Google, I don't know. They just, it does a nice visualization, clear information, like, you know, as I suppose they often do. Mm-hmm. Uh, checked it and you know Trump had 110 seats and Hillary had I don't know 80 and that was kind of the moment I was like huh like what the fuck is what is this this doesn't feel too good yep but went to bed anyway because I'm like well I can't I didn't vote in this election I can't vote in this election Uh, you can't either Mm -hmm. then woke up again at about 2.30 2.30 in the morning yeah 2.30 Mm -hmm. in the morning and then debated whether to check my phone or not but of course I did and then uh, yeah I was like oh fuck yeah I think they had called it or they were just about to call it yeah I think I ended up going to to bed around like 2 or 3 a.m. just because like there's so much anxiety I actually stopped checking the news around 11.30 but I actually Mm. couldn't fall asleep until 2 or 3 so I, I went, I lied down on the floor as I would <laughs> next to my children. Which is your real bed. <laughs> Which is now my real bed. <laughs> and I remember waking up around six in the morning just because that's around the time when, you know, you start shifting and you're still tired. And, you know, luck, if you're lucky enough, like you can just like roll back around and like fall back asleep. Of course, this is when I decided to check my phone because I was like, I have to find out what happened. Yeah, of course. And the first thing that I see when I open a browser is it refreshes to CNN and it says president elect trump and that was upsetting yeah but other than uh, other than being upset yeah it was it was like this general sense of like helplessness and like impending doom is actually what i felt i think i'm still processing it like i yeah. still don't quite believe it i think i'm in the denial phase still have you listened to any podcasts about it and the kind of analysis afterwards? No. So this is also something that's interesting as well. Like this is one of those subjects where I kind of want to talk about it, but at the same time, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I think there are very few topics that that's where, where something like that happens. Um, I think some other recollections is, critical illness you want to talk about it but at mm. the same time you don't want to talk about it i think death is also something like that right you mm-hmm. want to talk about it you don't want to talk about it um finding out your ex or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or partner cheated on you is <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about it but you don't want to talk about it so all negative things really mm-hmm. add donald trump to that column exactly so i've listened to a few podcast episodes that i will recommend and we'll put links to those in the show notes mm-hmm. i think they have done a fairly good job of kind of being more articulate than i ever could yep uh the first one i want to recommend is an episode of still processing which is from the new york times it's episode 10 the reckoning uh that's a pretty emotional episode um so definitely worth a listen but make sure it's kind of you time it right 
Okay. Let's say. So <laughs> not not in the bus. Yeah, not in the bus. Not in a, not a morning listen. <laughs> okay. You know, looking for something to perk you up. Uh, the other one I've listened to is it's actually a new show on Relay FM called Mixed Feelings. There were only two episodes in, so this is their second episode. Yeah, it's just they're still getting started, still getting the feel of it. Two young women talking about their kind of their experience. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes too. The other one is Exponent. They did a pretty good episode after Brexit, kind of looking at what had happened in a perhaps more socio-political, technical aspect rather than, you know, those the two other shows are very emotional. Exponent is a little more analytical, perhaps. Yep. Uh, they did Which I think I'd probably appreciate. Episode 95, the backlash has arrived. Talking about Brexit. So they did, it was a Brexit episode. I think, gotcha. I think we recommended this after Brexit happened. Right. And then they did another episode about the election results. So that's also even-handed analysis, I think. They mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of that. So those are kind of three shows uh, I would sort of recommend if you kind of want to delve deeper. Yeah, I did read one article that sort of framed things nicely for me. And it was uh, an article that um, someone recommended because I was obviously visually distraught the following day. And he recommended that I read uh, Wait But Why? I don't know. It's a blog. It's an ongoing blog that this person writes. Tim Urban, I believe. Yes. And he has, you know, I think he is very vocally pro Hillary. Mm -hmm. Um, But the views that he has portrayed in this particular post comes from a very historically based um, view as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And ultimately goes to say, you know, America has faced worse (laughs) previously. Right. Um, But at the same time, it still kind of sucks. But here are some things on why it might not be as sucky uh, as you might think. I don't know what my response is to those. Like I've, I have read a lot of these articles, similar articles as well. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've read that one too. There's something there where like, I appreciate what they're trying to do. Right. But at the same time, there's also another part of me that's like, well, no, this shit ain't right. Yeah. And trying to kind of smooth it over is almost is somehow it doesn't feel right either. Yep. So I don't know. I can't be any more articulate about that right now, but yeah. there's some, yeah. maybe I'm we still should... figuring out what, what my response is. You know, it's just so, so tricky, but yeah, but yeah, that that is worth reading that article though. I will, we shall link to that too in the show notes. Yeah, and I do feel like we should revisit this as time passes. Absolutely. So in this episode where we're not talking about the election, we've managed to talk about it for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Should we get back to business as usual and try and have a normal show? Let's try and talk about the things that aren't fucking up our world. <laughs> That's right. Back to the irrelevant cultural topics that we are so well known for. So speaking of monster, I read this book. Well, actually, I heard this book. Um, it's on ah, Audible. So this is an Audible original. This is what they're now calling an Audible original. There's something about the mouthfeel of that phrase that I don't like. Audible original. Yeah. Yeah. Audible original. It's like balababa balaba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is silly. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. So yes, it is. It's an original production from Audible. Yes. It is an audible original. <laughs> um, it's called Monster 1983. And it's really strange how these sort of scary things these days are being penned in a setting in the 80s. And I think mm. it's like this nice campy feeling about it that automatically yeah. puts you into the mood. But I think it's also hitting just the right demographics. So people who were probably children during the 80s yeah. are now at the prime time to be able to 
have all this extra income to buy yeah. these shows, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. It's also uh, convenient for scriptwriters because it is set in a time before cell phones came along and fucked up everyone's stories that's and true. premises. Right. That's actually very true. That's, that's, a, that's a good proponent of carrying the story along with the, the blissful ignorance that people might have outside of not having cell phones. Yes, instant right. connection to anyone, everywhere, and all information <laughs> right. at all times. Try telling a story with that. Right, exactly. Um, so I found out that this book was, act- it was actually a book before it was turned into a radio drama. Um, and it was a German book, I believe. But it is set in this town in, oh, shit, I wrote it down. Think of that little town in Jaws. Okay, do you know what I'm talking about? Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they even mention it in the in the in the radio drama. I'm just going to call it book because I'm going to it's it's easier, and I'm not going to say audible, audible original. original. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is set in the '80s, and it's about uh, this this sheriff of this town who just became the sheriff and is investigating these murders that are happening around the town. It sounds like Stranger Things. It does sound like Stranger Things, right? And um, they pinpointed it down into like what might be causing it, but it's sort of unbelievable. Uh, And the mayor gets involved and, you know, the whole town gets involved and, you know, the, the sheriff is trying to protect his family and climactic finish to the book. And you realize it's a part one. (laughs) Of course. Of maybe part three. And that kind of pissed me off. It's like the expanse all over again. Totally. Um, there are a it couple of better, things. But it sounds a bit. Sounds like you enjoyed it more, though. I did enjoy it more. I was actually able to finish it. Mm, um, but there good. are some things that really kind of uh, hampered my 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 me liking it mm-hmm. completely. Okay, I do have a question because I am I'm slightly enamored by the audio fiction renaissance that's sort mm. of happening. Uh, we're thinking about uh, the message which I think we talked about in the last show, which right. is Panoply's uh, audio drama that's sponsored mm-hmm. by General Electric. They've just got a second season starting up called Life After. And Gimlet has got a new fiction show whose name I'm forgetting, but it's got you know Oscar Isaac in it, David Schwimmer. Oh, it's like really? It's pretty heavy hitting in mm. the celebrity department. That said, I haven't really listened to many myself. I think for me, things I'm thinking about are concentration. Mm. Like it's in a casual conversational podcast or, you know, uh, just a documentary style. It's easy to, you know, if you miss a few seconds or you're distracted, then that's kind of fine. But does, how does that work in like a fictional setting? I think there, there are some things about it that you can passively listen to, but as things get exciting, especially with an audiobook like this or an audio drama like this, you know when to pay attention because there's like a, a bit of a soundtrack that happens. Right, there's obvious, obvious musical cue. There is timing between the words that happens. Um, there's also more emphasis between the different actors that are, that are reading. Um, yeah. That also happens. Whereas if it's an audiobook, it could just be sort of monotone, and it really depends on the the reader. So I, I found it quite enjoyable, um, but my detractors were it was it was kind of story based. It was like too focused on the eighties elements, needlessly. Like they kept calling out movies. It's like that movie from last summer, ET, when it played. It's like the kid wearing the red sweater from blah blah blah. Oh, or no. they even mention it like you're being like that mayor from Jaws in like a serious conversation. <laughs> oh dear. 
And there would be no way that I would bring up a modern movie in a serious conversation and refer to the, <laughs> to the situation being like that. The other aspect is it was obviously a British cast doing oh. horrible American <laughs> accents. Some were absolutely just like really bad. Some of the words were like really off. Like, and I think uh, I briefly mentioned this. Uh-huh. Like they'd say, oh, it's a sunny 23 degrees <laughs> in good old California. Yeah, and like, you're like, that's shit. fucking freezing. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, we're going to go into this dark place. Hand me that torch. Yes, yeah, so as I found out, torch is not a word Americans understand. Or right. if it is, it's like a giant flaming stick. <laughs> exactly. From medieval times. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Hand me that torch. Uh, so how long was it? Um, I want to say about eight hours, six to eight oh, hours, okay. maybe. That's pretty... That's a lot. How long were the episodes? Uh... They weren't episodes, they were like chapters, which is interesting. Is so it was like difference? one long thing. It's, it was literally like an audiobook. Oh, yeah. interesting. But just read dramatically without that much narration. There was no he said, she said. It was actually the people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so would you recommend it to other people? Final ratings? I would recommend it if you're into audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend it if you're looking for a interesting thriller drama. <laughs> Um, that you want to consume because um, it's pretty cheesy okay. uh, I found it to be pretty cheesy uh, I would give it I'd give it like a, a three yeah which is kind of sad because like all the things that I've been experiencing lately have been threes yes and I, I need, to, need to find you some four or fives totally <laughs> um, I think I might be reading something now that's uh, that's either a four or five I'm reading Elon Musk's biography autobiography okay. yeah mm. All right. I'm a little burnt out on biographies, but I'll be mm. interested to see what you think about that. Yep. Okay, that was a little impromptu book club. Book club. <laughs> Blap. <laughs> you have just come back from the Philippines, from a two-week vacation in the Philippines. I think we, we talked about it on the last show. And this is meaningful to me because I actually grew up in the Philippines. Yeah, a little Sam Wu backstory. You are Korean, but you went to school in the Philippines? Like I high was school? born and raised in the Philippines. Oh. I've lived there for 18 years. But you are Korean? I am Korean. Okay. This is true. Confusing, Con- but, in- but interesting as well. <laughs> so wait, how long were you in the Philippines? I said 18 years. You said, oh, Jesus. Okay. I should really pay attention. Sorry. <laughs> this is why audiobooks can't work with you. Right. Yeah, like, apparently oh, podcast. We have such pretty colors over here. So yeah, let's talk about that next week. Just okay. because I feel like everyone's asking me about it this week and I'm just tired mm-hmm. of talking about it. That's fine. <laughs> That's the problem. Going on a big trip is great. But then you come back and as everyone asks you about it, how was blah, blah. I'm like, huh? Yeah. You just want to gather them all into one room yeah. and then tell them all at the same yeah, time. Or can just like write a little essay. Any questions? Yeah. <laughs> do a presentation. I thought you should do that. But if you, if you were one of those people, thank you. I, I am grateful for your interest in my life. <laughs> I don't want to appear ungrateful. So whenever someone comes back from like a long vacation, I usually wait until they're ready to tell me about it. I usually don't really pester them. Like, so how was it? What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you eat? I got a haircut last night and... Uh, you look very fresh. Natasha, thanks. And Natasha, my, uh, my stylist, she did ask me what, what was the best thing and what was the worst thing, mm. which I thought was quite a nice way of framing it. It's like my 360 reviews, my family 360 reviews. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We're talking about not talking about this, so let's move yes. on. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some games. Let's talk about games. Did we talk about Mini Metro? We didn't. We bre- oh, you suggested I, I suggested it. it. Yes. yes. And then I played it for three weeks. Yes. Okay. Are you still playing it? Uh, not really. I've moved on to a different game. Have you completed it? I have completed one map. You get to Auckland? No. 
What? I, I play the dailies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, while I was on vacation in the Philippines, internet is terrible, so I had to do all my kind of offline. So I've completed all the, whatever the opposite of dailies are. The campaign, let's say. Okay. Yeah, very good. So good with the gaming terminology. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Great recommendation. Thank you, what did you What did you like about it? Kind of reminded me of Transport Tycoon, which I played a lot as a teenager. Gotcha. And enjoyed that. Kind of a simplified version of that. This is something cool about trains. Yep. <laughs> just, and creating the cool. pathway to them. Addictive, enjoyable, like just the right amount of difficulty as well, I yeah. think. I liked how the maps unlocked. Yeah. Like it's not just like, oh, I can play all of these all at once. Like The menu oh, no. system is all like very dynamic. And I had to turn that off. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the swooping and swooshing around. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ. Is this, <laughs> is this a Prezi presentation? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, like, once, nice. Five times now. Right. But I was very grateful there was an option to turn that off. That's that's that. I think that's really valid. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> what I really liked about it was like the the thoughtfulness of the UX that went into it. Everything is done through very basic symbols and shapes and colors, which um, which is laid out very effectively yeah. uh, in ways that you can control it fairly well on an on an iPhone. Because this was originally a keyboard and mouse game. So I think the controls would have been more precise on a keyboard and mouse. But the fact that it's still pre- pretty precise on mm. a mobile just yeah. shows you the, the good UX behind it. Yeah, definitely. There are, I mean, still problems like how to unlink a, tr- yeah. a line from a station. Yeah. I, I felt like I couldn't tell you how to do it, but I would kind of blunder around and eventually it would work. Yeah. The other thing that I really liked was the ability to pause and redo everything. Have you ever done that? Uh, you mean like just restart? Or? No. So like as you're building the different paths. And mm. so the objective is the game is oh, yeah, we you have that. a map and it's sometimes randomly generated. And the map usually consists of a river that runs through it. In the campaign, though, you do get cities. <clears throat> right. Which I played. I guess in the dailies, they just... I think even with the cities... Oh, the stations appear randomly. What happens is you're, you're shown this map and usually there's like a river uh, in the map. And cities would start popping up. And so as soon as the cities start popping up, you have to connect them with train lines. Uh, like stations, I guess. Yes. You would say. Right. Stations pop stations up. Stations pop up. Which are and, kind of like a symbol of demand <clears throat> of yes. people wanting to use it. And the stations that pop up, generally in the beginning, they start off with uh, similar shapes. So it'd be like a square would pop up on the left and then a square would pop up on the right. And then in the middle, maybe like a triangle would pop up and it would denote... The people that want to go to the triangle station uh, with lit- with smaller triangles that would usually appear in the square station. So that usually shows, okay, so there are, there are people in the square train station that want to go to the triangle train station. Yeah, so Sam, um, this sounds complicated, but actually it's quite a nice way of showing like where the demand is, right. like where people want to go, mm-hmm. uh, where the destinations are, where they're waiting. And so using your finger, you have to draw a line from one station to the other. And that would create a train line in which you'd see a train go from one of the two stations. And there you can see like the people actually boarding the train and then hopping off on the, the other train station. And that would be, that, that, that's essentially the game. That is very simple, which I like. Simple premise and then more and more stations pop up. Mm-hmm. Different shapes. You need to connect yep. those, make sure people can transfer. And you just keep going until... In the in the campaign, you need to hit 500, and then that unlocks the next map. So 500 journeys, I guess. Um, but you want to do that, avoiding any stations that get overcrowded. Right. And that's a game once over. Once station gets overcrowded, 
um, you see this meter build up, and once the meter in the station builds up to a point where, yeah, too late. It, yeah, and then it's game over. Many times my train has got like there a split second after right. the meters got fully fully charged. I'm like, the train's right there. <laughs> you couldn't have waited. Stop complaining. Jeez. Ah, um, so yeah, a very addictive game. I played a lot, especially while stuck in traffic in Manila. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some UI problems but nothing that crazy mm-hmm. um it's it's funny that in the cities you know it is really tempting to rebuild it to rebuild it in the way that you know yeah because you're like oh wait no the the r line doesn't go it's like right like, well, i don't know like on the upper east side <laughs> like no it has to go to queens or right like, yeah the cool thing is i kept trying to think like a city planner like oh i need to have the train lines that go vertically and then I should have one train line that goes horizontally, sort of diagonally. <laughs> right. And I should actually have one train line that goes in a circle around uh, the, that's around that the was city. Kind of like, that was what I often, that was one of the strategies I employed. Like I would wait the beginning of a game. I would wait yep. for like the fourth station to pop up and then create a circle. Yeah. And then kind of try to do like a spider yep. thing, which sort of worked occasionally. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like I should have delved more into the strategy side of it. So it's like, like there is a, definitely a strategy in there. There is, but I but feel like I, I never had a great, yeah. yeah, great grasp of it. So yeah, great game. Five bucks. Was it five bucks? Yeah, it was like four ninety nine. Yeah, you'll play it. I kind of wish there was more maps. I guess now that I'm in a country with free uh, internet, must, more freely available internet, I can play the dailies. Yeah, so the dailies are actually a lot harder, but still, it's not. You don't need to unlock anything, so you can just play as long as you want. And your name just gets added to a leaderboard associated with how many successful trips your mm-hmm. your civic planning yeah. has produced. I have also moved on to another game. Oh, I think we may have moved on to the same game together. Oh, Un- uncoordinated. Should we say it? Yeah. One, two, three. Steamworld Steam heist. heist. So a friend of the show, Drew Peterson, had oh, really? turned me on to this. Seven bucks. A little more expensive seven, yeah. than. Six ninety nine. Paid before seven bucks. That's like two coffees. Yeah, or one nice coffee. I think I've talked about before about app pricing and <laughs> how you just gotta fucking suck it up. Like, do you know how much software it takes to build? Well, I mean, you do. You work at Spotify, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's. Well, that's a topic for another, another day. Yeah, the game in other places, the game is actually nineteen dollars, which is a cheaper game because normally games are about. $50. Yeah. Yeah. I hear this race to the bottom in yep. app pricing. Anyway, um, I've only been playing it a few days, so I perhaps can't give a super in-depth mm-hmm. review. Um, slightly confusing for the right. novice gamer. Yep. Like, I feel like there's definitely some assumptions of like turn-based gameplays that they expect you to know or understand, which I am still learning, but that's still a part of it though. It is a bit of a port. So what's usually might be on a bigger screen is a little harder to read on a mobile device. It is quite a busy screen. I won't lie. Yeah. Um, But I think it still works. I've been playing it as well. Only thing is I've made quite a bit of progress on my previous phone and I just got a new phone. Oh, look at this humble brag. (laughs) And they, there isn't a good way to transfer over the save. So, but I'm, I'm happily going to play it. Uh, up to what phone did you get, Sam? Before. Let's do a little segue. Let's I little here. have received a new iPhone 7 Plus. You got the correct size this time. <laughs> I did. I'm pleased to. I have. Uh, I have upgraded myself to the to the new phablet-sized phones. Was this my influence? Um, I think generally, <laughs> I have. 
Okay. No. Then. Partially, yes. Oh, Partially, yes. Thank you. Okay, I'll take that. Secondly, I I have been watching a lot of movies on the floor. And I'm under the glass table. <laughs> if I'm going to be doing this, might as well treat myself a little bit. Treat yourself. Yeah. Do you get the jet black? I got the matte black. Oh. Yeah. But I have it in a case anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I need to have it in this folio case. I just can't do the... I can't raw dog a phone. I do. And I've dropped Obviously. it three times. <laughs> it's difficult to play while listening to a podcast. Yeah. There's quite a lot of reading required but, where the characters didn't interact. Yeah, but not necessary reading. It's more like oh, this is building a flavor. funny characters. Yeah. yeah, some like story flavor. But yep. you're like, well, you just go here next and do the thing. Yep. You don't really need to know the story, I guess. Yeah, good, good impression so far. Yep. It is very satisfying to kill other robots. It like, is. So there's something about that animation that's just like It does like the amazing. slow motion and then the sound effect and like... Yeah, yeah that's I very feel satisfying. like um, those two games whose name I'm going to forget could have learned a thing or two. What was that board game-y style card? Deus Ex Goes? No, oh. it was uh, Imbruglio. Imbruglio? Oh, Imbruglio, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, because that was very unsatisfying. <laughs> unsatisfying whenever you kill enemies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, <laughs> yes, Bye. whereas this is incredibly satisfying. Yeah. So, yeah, props. Props to Steam Heist people. Whoever yeah, they are. they're Swedish. Image and form games, yeah. Um, so the thing that I really like about this is it has that perfect mix of enough strategy and still working on a mobile device where it's not overly complicated. That's good for me. Simple yeah. people like me. I like that. It's also for people like me. So <laughs> not necessarily simple. That was not a humble brag. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Go check it out. We'll link to it. $7. Support your indie game developers. Yeah. They need your help. Did you draw a ninja of the week this week, Sam? <clears throat> I did not. Sorry. Uh, Sam, you even messaged me to say you were hankering to draw one. I am, ha- I am still hankering to draw one. <laughs> oh, the hankering I'm, like, remains. Itching, but um, I will draw one tonight. <laughs> no, it's true. Don't write checks you can't cash. <laughs> I'm gonna draw, Don't draw ninjas you can't talk I'm about. I'm going to draw so many ninjas. The whole of next week is just going to be talking about tw- the 20 ninjas that Sam drew one by one. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because like October is actually, it was like dubbed as Inktober, where people draw. I am so over ink. these fucking, these months of doing shit. I knew shit. you would be. <laughs> like November, I have to grow a mustache and write a novel. Like, fuck off. Wait, I don't know the novel part. It's NaNoWriMo. Oh, what the? F- mm, okay. I heard about that mustaches and books <clears throat> last week was last month was ink inktober that doesn't even work like it's, i guess out of all how the does, months how does november the, work well exactly none of them work <laughs> you managed to not draw anything during inktober so well done yep. great it's i'm rebelling in my own ways okay good <laughs> i'm just bitching on a podcast yeah. are you gonna get a new macbook pro we've got four i have left. ordered it already oh shit yeah it's, I'm with your own grade. money? No. Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Would you spend your own money on it? No. Okay. I think I am debating whether or not I want to get that new Microsoft Studio Surface. Uh, it's yeah. just... It is expensive, though. It's like $3,000. I, mean, I guess you do use Windows at home. Yep. The one was asking me about a question about Windows, and I have not used Windows for seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally have no idea. I probably even know how to use Windows. I don't think I've ever seen Windows. Was 10? Is that the latest one? Uh, 11, yes. 10. 10. Went 8, no 9. No 9. Because like Clash, the namespace Clash with Windows 95, I think, was like some rumor oh, wow, going around. Really? Yeah, like some of their like core operating system shit was like, check for presence of the letter 9 in the operating system version. Oh, wow. And, oh. It's like for a really stupid reason. Yeah, I think, I think so anyway. That may have just been a rumor on the internet. Mm-hmm. Check Snopes to find out. 
because I'd probably find out all oh, my news is fake now. Everything I thought I knew is just lies. It's all fake. Yeah. Turns out Snopes is fake itself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what's this? A Surface Studio Pro. Surface Studio Pro. Which is kind of bonkers. It's got like the hinge where the screen. So it yep. looks like a Mac, uh, an iMac. It looks like an iMac. Ish. But it has a hinge where you can. Down. Yep. And you can draw like it's, it becomes like a drawing table. Carpenter's table? No. A drafting. Drafting table. table. Drafting table? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think so. Yeah. And then you have this nice little dial that you can actually put on the screen and it acts as different things. One of them being like a color wheel or a zoom wheel. That's kind of cool. That's Which kind of cool. cool. And I guess, I guess there's a stylus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty nice. You might buy one with I'm, your own money. I might buy one with my own money. For yourself for Christmas. But I don't think anytime soon. Well, considering you do, how much design work do you actually do? <laughs> At home? Yeah. How many ninjas do I draw that can constitute? <laughs> right. I need to spend $4,000 on this machine so I can draw ninjas. I admire your commitment to Ninja of the Week, Sam. <laughs> Everything for the ninjas. What about the show? All right, I think that is the show. That is the show. Audible Original.